So I want to raise a, a subject called redemption in Christ Jesus. So, redemption means redeemed, right? But I want to unpack it a little bit by the Holy Ghost. And I want us to read from Romans 3, verse 21 to 26. There is a huge amount spoken of in the Word of God about redemption. But one of the key points that I want us to get this morning is we receive redemption by faith. And the outworking of redemption is also by faith. Pleasing God is also by faith. Receiving from God is also by faith. But faith's going to pass away. We won't need faith when we go to heaven. But love will never pass away. Because love is who God is. So when we don't walk in love, don't tell me your faith is working. Because it can't. Did you hear what I said? Don't tell me you're living by faith, but your love levels are very low. Because it doesn't work. The Bible says so. That's why the Lord gives us instruction. He says, forgive, otherwise I can't forgive you. So in that way, God keeps our hearts tender before him. Amen. So it's, 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 it's a privilege. I like to say it's a privilege, not a right. It is a right, but I like to say it's a privilege. Amen. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Verse 22. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. Let's read that again. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus. It's very important. That little word in is very important. I want to... I want to elaborate, if we have time, on that little word, in. It's a little word with a big punch. In Jesus Christ. To all who believe. Notice, all who believe. For there is no difference. In other words, when we believe, we're positioned. When we believe, we're positioned. For all have sinned. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Verse 24, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. This passage definitely needs, the scripture, this verse definitely needs to be read again. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. One more time. Being justified freely by His grace. Stop allowing condemnation to hold you back. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith 
to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Did you get that? To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness. That he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. Well, that nullifies the work of the devil right there. The world is alienated from God. Don't take your keys from the world. It's alienated from God. What that means, and let me give you the scripture so you've got scripture for this. In Ephesians 4.18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. This is what the Bible says. Remember, we're speaking about redemption in Christ Jesus. The world, when you don't believe, you're alienated from the life of God. That's a scary thought. But on the flip side, redemption in Christ Jesus, on the other hand, gives us an understanding of being a participant in the life of God. My question to you is, you can stand in the grandstand of religion shouting, but are you in the race? Are you participating in the life of God? Or does it make you feel comfortable when you've come to church? I'm thankful you're in church, but I would like you to kick the hell out of hell by the power of the Christ who is in you, giving you the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let me tell you that witnesses were meant, the word actually means martyr. Can you see? So what I want us to see this morning is to remind ourselves, whatever the week was and whatever the week is going to be, are you going to frame your week according to your redemption in Christ? Or are you going to frame your week according to the voices of the world who are alienated, minds darkened through futility of thought, and therefore non-participants in the life of God? That's now in 2023. God gave us a word for the church, this church, this body, and he said the increase of God's goodness. That's not just financial well-being. Amen. So Abraham was God's prototype. Now you, many can quote Galatians. Christ, anything that hangs on a tree is cursed. Galatians 3. 
that the blessings of Abraham may come upon him. I was saying to my wife last night as I was meditating on Abraham's relationship with God, I was just saying to her, I want you to think about Abraham. This is, and Abraham is you and I before we knew Abraham, before he knew God, he was Abraham. He came from pagan parents. Child sacrificing and anything went. There was no light where he came from. And God called him out. And said to him, I want you to go to Canaan land. This is what we do often. Well, he was lonely. He didn't want to go to Canaan lands by himself. So he took his father and his nephew. That's not what God said. How many times do we compromise our redemption in Christ? Because we add to what God has already said. And so Abraham now moves on, Abraham moves on, and he gets to the promised land, and we know that he gets there, and there's a famine. So now he returns. I don't know why the Lord's quickening this, but anyway, we'll go with the Holy Ghost. But now he returns, gets to Egypt, goes back to Egypt, becomes a liar, says to his wife, listen, you one hang of a looking woman. Now these boys are going to kill me for you. So he's prophesying death over his own life. Forgotten the promise now. Hello? Where's the promise? He's not even geographically in the right place. Now he's still the father of faith because he changes. He gets this thing called redemption that God brings through him. Faith as the introduction to the coming of Christ. But watch this. So the king sees him. Pharaoh sees him. Says, hey, what are you doing? Because God goes into the Pharaoh's house and starts messing with his family. Thank God you're not under the law anymore because there was no law then. God goes to Pharaoh's house and messes in his house with plagues. How many of you know you'll get the message, something's wrong? So he gets hold of Abraham, gives him more stuff and tells him, get the hang out of here, you're a problem. Off goes Abraham, back to the famine. But this time he stays, he's got the message. But what I want you to see this morning redemption in Christ. Where do you stand in your redemption in Christ? Now remember the history of what he had done up until this point in time. Then he finally gets the message right, and God says to him, you and Lot now have to... Pops has passed away in Haran. He's moved on, so he's now with Pops being his father, and he's now with his nephew. Then he says to his nephew, the faith is growing, he says to his nephew, which side would you like? Watch redemption in work. Watch redemption at work. The nephew looks to Sodom 
area and sees all the lush greenery and everything that's looking so good. And he says, I'm going to take that. Abraham says, that's fine, you go there. Abraham heads to where it's barren. See, when you understand redemption, barrenness becomes fruitful. Listen to me this morning. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. I don't care what the economic condition is. I don't live to the economic conditions of this world. And I'm not making a good preacher. I'm telling you factual. Where I go, things must change. Otherwise, throw the Bible away. Well, don't say that. I say it because I believe where the Bible goes, I can go. Hello. So what happens is Abraham, now Abraham by this time, he from this man that lied, he now takes on three kings, it was four kings, three or four kings. He goes and he beats them up by himself with his servants. You're talking about three armies. Believer, that's the blessing of Abraham. Where are you living on the scale of 1 to 10? Hello. Where are we living on the scale of 1 to 10? So we can declare the blessings of Abraham. But before Abraham was, Christ is. Are you with me? Are you with me? It's so important. So Abraham was God's prototype. And the whole purpose was to reinstate man in relationship with his God. Like we know from the Garden of Eden. But when are we going to live back in the Garden of Eden? When? Because we reinstate it. But there are two things that the Lord does that were key. There's obviously more, but I just want to bring out two key things. The relationship of how Abraham got to know God to the extent that he could go to war and win was through one simple word called faith. So you can get born again through the measure of faith. But do you have the appetite for faith to grow? Because as long as you don't let it grow, you can't go. Romans 4, verse 1 to 25. I'm not going to go there now. The second thing. And this scripture I do want us to look at. The second thing that your redemption is about, it is not just a ticket to heaven. And again, there are many scriptures that allude to this. But what happened with Abraham was a type of God reinstating the recovery 
of man's ability to reign in the earth. Inside church is supposed to reign in the city, in the suburb, in the country, in the, con in the continent, wherever God. But start here. Start in your home. Start reigning in your home. Don't tell me you've got lack. Do something about it. Because the same God prospered Abraham. Otherwise, let us not say the blessings, I'm under the blessing of Abraham. We need to see tangible proof. Because that's the time we are living in. Now, if you're financially under difficulty, the Lord warned us coming into this year, two areas, finance and health. Both have been prominent in this church. And we're only in March. Don't go silent on me. This is not condemnation. This is called shake up. Wake up. It shouldn't be like that. Now, if we don't, God won't. Did you hear me? If we don't, God won't, because He can't violate our personal will. The angel, Michael the Archangel, is not going to take this Bible and stick it in your hand and say, Now you read. You read. Because we are free moral agents. We are made in the image and the likeness of God. But I don't just want to look like Him. I want to truly represent Him. Come on. Let's go to Romans 5 verse 17. So you can see I'm not talking through the back of my head. For if... By one man's, we're talking about redemption in Christ Jesus. For if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more. How much? Much more. How much? Much more. Those who receive, how much? Grace? Abundance. How much grace? Abundance. Grace is not for sinning. It's for positioning. Those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in heaven. Is that what it says? No. Where do you reign? Now. Will reign in life. Through the one Jesus Christ. Is it any wonder he had us speak for three weeks on do you know him? Who do you say that I am? This is not about man's endorsement. This is about Holy Ghost purity of the word. Bringing it to life 
in our hearts. This word produces faith when you listen. This word produces faith when you listen. The Lord didn't say, get them saved, get them to buy a new motor car. He said something completely different. He said, when they believe and are baptized, they'll be saved. And then go and make disciples of them. Why? So that these signs may follow the when they preach. The five signs may follow. Can you see, family? Now it's, you know, um, I had a, I better not get too close to who it was. I had a person say to me, it's, um, it's always easier to pray for somebody else than for yourself. Nancy Law, big problem. Is it true? Yes. Because your mind's in the way. Because you don't believe God can do it for you. Come on. Come on, family. The key is, can we believe for us? Not from a selfish point of view, but that we become fortified that when we step out on the water, it doesn't matter how the hurricane comes. It doesn't distract us from our assignment. The Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm at the bottom of the barrel looking for believers' joy at the moment. Oof, I'm preaching real good now. Come on. So, we must, we must grasp the redemption of Christ Jesus. Not as a word, just purely as a word, but really to realize that the ransom was paid in full. Now that sounds very spiritual, but my question to each one of us is, if the ransom is paid, why is there no change? The Bible, that word redemption means to be delivered from the old. If redemption is a reality in our life, why is there no change? Can you see, family? If there is financial lack and I have been washed in the blood, redeemed, when does it change? If I perpetually battle with health issues and I'm redeemed, I've walked through redemption in Christ Jesus, when does it change? It changes when you and I can believe. Not say the right things. See, when you're around church for a long time, like my kids have grown up in church, they know what to say. They know what to say. There's a language we speak. 
But we must speak the language of faith, not ritual. Can you see, family? Can you see? If our lamps are full and we're full of the oil of the Holy Ghost, the whole purpose of the Holy Ghost was to teach us, to help us in areas of health. When the Bible says um, the afflictions and He comes alongside and He prays, He prays to show us how to come out of those afflictions. He's got a strategy. Otherwise, it's a contradiction to many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Can you get an amen? amen? So it's just so very, very important. So we must realize that our redemption indeed is our salvation to heaven. But so much more. So much more. My wife and I woke up this year. I might as well tell you, upset you up front so you don't get upset when I come back. My wife and I woke up this year and I said to her, I've made a decision, blonde. You've given up umpteen holidays for the gospel, for us as a family, because of the gospel. I said, but this year, I believe I've got a release. I'm going on holiday. But I'm not going on one holiday. Now, I want you to see something. This is not flesh. Because logically, the enemy says, are you crazy? How can you go on holiday when you're busy with this and busy with that? If God builds the house, I'm fine. The problem is we try and build the house through our own ability. Now, we've got our part to play, but the greatest part is God. Amen. Amen. So, I'm going on a tour of our country for two weeks. Only two weeks. I can't do the whole country. Then I'm coming back, and I'm leaving for America, because I've got to go to my daughter's graduation. That's not a holiday. That's a graduation. Then I come back. I just thought I'm going to tell you this so you know. If you're going to get cross, do it today over your lunch and then forgive me. Okay? Then I'm coming back and then I fly out after my wife's 60th birthday and we go and celebrate our anniversary on the Mediterranean with Pastor Paul and Corin. Come on. Then I come back and I leave for Thorny Bush, the bush. It's my son's fault. Yeah? Is it before or after? Okay, I'm oh, sorry, that's before. So I go off to Thorny, Thorny Bush in the Limpopo area up there, that part of the world, because my son booked it. You're either going to get sad, glad, or mad. I'm saying to you, come on, come on. Because, and I don't have to explain anymore, I'm saying in my heart, I made a decision. I woke up and I felt the Lord say, go on holiday.
But then you've got to walk my walk. The time. Are you with me? So it's not being clever. It's enjoying the blessing of God. And then my wife got so excited. You know, she had a prophetic word over her about holidays. Do you know this? Many years ago. She actually had a prophetic word. That she'd never met this person in their life. They said, the Lord shows me that, um, and I won't go into too much detail, but essentially, I see you cruising on a vessel in the sea. And was it a vessel or was it the beach? I can't remember now. Was it? Anyway, but she was sipping cocktails. Not alcoholic cocktails, the other one. What does Sarah Lee call them? Mocktails. Mocktails. Sounds like a bird. So, so now, is that word accurate or isn't it? My wife is the most amazing travel agent. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Anyway, I'll be back tonight if you don't stone me. So renewing our mind, renewing our mind, renewing our mind allows the transformation of our thinking. Oh, just while we're on that, do you know how many holidays we've given away? Funny, the Lord just reminded me. Tell him. We've given holidays away in America, different places. We've paid for people's holidays. I don't know why I'm on this, but you need to hear this. See, redemption, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. No, it's a whole lifestyle. It's a whole different way of living. And it doesn't happen in five minutes. It's as you walk with the Lord, and then He teaches you. Because He knows if He can trust you, and it won't own you, then He'll give it to you. Sometimes He can't give it to us, because it'll own us. It'll destroy us. Are you with me? Come on, family. And all I want, this is me talking. I say to my wife, all I want is for the people of Inside Church to enjoy the fullness of their life in God. That's all I want. Why do I preach here? I'm preached here. I, I don't even like hearing my own voice. I don't even listen to my own sermons. I let somebody else edit it. Do you understand? God wants you not to let anything own you, but because you're in Christ and He can trust you with that amazing salvation, He can grow it. Amen. When you renew your mind, think about this with renewing your mind, because sometimes it maybe is a bit confusing to people, but when you renew your mind, it becomes an enabler. I remember that. Now here's another one I felt the Lord say. When we first got saved, and we started, we were in a church helping to build a church, 
with another pastor. And what would happen is the pastor would always put us on public holidays because he went away. So my wife would have booked that holiday for us because we weren't in the ministry. I was running a branch then. And my wife would book it. You ask her how many deposits she lost. And the concept was, if God calls, everything else takes a back seat. So is it any wonder God would let me see some wonders? Are you with me? I'm not trying to attract attention to myself. I'm trying to tell you, if you don't pay the price, it doesn't happen. Well, you can make it happen your way, but then it's not the same. You with me? So, now I can go on cruises not with unsafe people, but with men that love God, and we can talk about the things of God. Because that's what we do. And you know what I'm going to do? You know, God is so good that there's a pastor in Greece, and he's going to take us to the places Paul spoke of here. Ephesus, all those places of the Bible. We're going to go on a tour there by a pastor who lives there. That's where he ministers. Isn't God good? I hope Pastor Paul doesn't mind me telling everybody this because if he ever listens to this, he goes, well, you're telling everybody everything. Okay, so that this, when you renew your mind and Renewing your mind becomes an enabler. And what it does is it causes you to live in dominion above sin and destruction. And when I'm talking about sin, I'm not even talking about smoking. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about the sin of unbelief. Because if we don't get rid of unbelief in our hearts, then we cannot walk in dominion. It's a promise to us. It's available to us. But if we can't believe for it, we can't walk in it. Let me close out here. So to many, redemption is a mere word that they learned when they got born again. But the weightiness and the depth of that truth escapes so many believers. Let me say that again. Redemption has a weightiness about it in the truth that it is. This is a God-breathed truth. And so sadly, many sincere believers, the fullness of their redemption escapes them. Not God. Not God's fault. We don't do it. In Christ. I'll close out with this. In Christ. It's a fixed position. When the Bible speaks of in Christ. In Christ. It's a fixed position in redemption. Whether we feel we redeemed. God says we are redeemed. It's a fixed position in Christ. Now. 
That position in Christ, this is what I want you to get today, that it doesn't matter where you are geographically in the earth. Redemption is a covenant with us through Christ Jesus, and it works. Anywhere in the world, your salvation works. The earth and the fullness. So people say, if I move to Cape Town, I could get a better job. I, or maybe you can. But that's not how the gospel works. God doesn't move you around chasing money. He wants you to seed sow and gives you a harvest. That's how it works. Promotion comes from the Lord, not from man. And so many times we change geographical areas when we shouldn't be changing geographical areas. Remember what happened to Abraham. He left a specific geographical area that God had called him to. He went to another where he knew there was provision and got into big trouble. In Christ is continuous presence. There's, it's continuous. It doesn't matter where we are geographically, of, of, in the context of being where God wants us, but it also means, in Christ also is speaking of a time in Christ. We are in a current dispensation of grace, living by faith, walking in love, awaiting the return of King Jesus. That's the dispensation of time we are in. We are in the last days. So it hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. You can look back. In fact, somebody read this to me. It might have been one of my sons. They read something related to the 50s, and the preacher was virtually saying, talking about the problems that we talk about today, and that was in the 50s. And that's when people were kind of like decent. Now, we've got strange people in the earth, very strange. So I want you to see this. In Christ has nothing to do with your emotional dispensation. I don't feel good, so God's not here. I feel depressed, so God's not here. I'm confused, so God's not here. To that? <laughs> Hogwash. See, in Christ, the Bible tells us we don't walk by our senses. Namely, our five senses. Taste, smell, see, those kind of things. So we need to really, really see this. It's so very important. Once we understand our status in Christ, and I want to go to a scripture here, yeah. I think there's a scripture I wanted to go to here. Yeah. Once we understand our status in Christ, it eliminates excuses. Once we understand who we are in Christ. Now the Bible speaks extensively about gaining 
wisdom and understanding extensively. But when you understand who you are in Christ, I don't have an excuse. I can tell you categorically that every difficulty I have found myself in was a decision I made which was not God-directed. Every time. Every time. How many of you know I don't do those anymore? I learned. This is like putting your finger on a, on a rock and just hitting it with a hammer and saying, ouch, and then hit it again, ouch. If we don't listen, that's what happens. So let's go to Romans 5. You're in Romans 5 if you didn't close your, your Bible. And we're going to look at verse 20 and 21, then I'm going to give you one more scripture, and then I'm going to say, enjoy your lunch. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Hello? But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. But where sin abounded, I mean, how can anybody serve the Lord with this economic condition? With all these sinners running around. You might see a big manifestation of sinners on Monday. What are you going to do? Pack your bags and leave? I'm getting out of this country. This place is going to the dogs. The Bible says we have the power to bless. Amen. Have you ever thought what your life is holding back in darkness in the city? Because of you. Does the Bible not say the city is blessed because of the righteous? A city is blessed because of a righteous. And we flippant about geographical areas that we should be present in. Come on, family. Come on. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that... As sin reigned in death, even so, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Isn't that powerful? Now, this is what you're going to go and do for homework. And you're going to sit over lunch and every mouthful you put in, before you put the next one, you say this. Psalm 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Listen carefully. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Do you believe that this morning, family? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed 
from the hand of the enemy. Aziko, excuse. Come on. Come on. Come on, family. Is this Bible? Is God true? Let every man be a liar, but God is true. God bless you.